Welcome to the Seven Sense Podcast. This is a space to explore, reflect, and share. Open conversations for the heart, mind, and soul. Hi guys, welcome back. This is the Seven Sense Podcast. My name is Eugene Yashaga. And my name is Edna and Jay. Before we get into anything else, how are you? How are you doing? I love the hair. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I have bigger plans oh, for yeah? tonight. Okay. Um, it's like step one. This is one. yeah, stage one. Okay. We need to get hairspray. What's happening tonight? We're going out. We're having a girls' night out. We're going to a boo. <laughs> An all women, no cis men allowed event. Okay. Which is, I feel like that's a really good first night out. I haven't been out this whole year. This is a really good first night out. It's okay. a bit. It feels very comfortable. Because mm, there are no men. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. I'm going to really like do my makeup, do my hair, and I'm excited. Okay. But otherwise, I've been good. It's been a good week. Yeah. It's been a hot week again. Loving it. At night, it's ridiculous. You can like barely cover yourself. Mm. Also, I can't believe quarter one is done. Yeah, it's like it's a wrap. Ever on since that. last year, I feel like every I'm not getting as surprised or as shocked anymore when time yeah. is moving faster than I am perceiving it. I'm not shocked anymore. I feel like. We can't even tell when 2020 was. You only think it's last year, but no, that's two years ago. Mm. So I'm not really shocked anymore. But you're right. Things are moving quick. Yeah. You have you been? Amazing. Um, yeah. Did a bit of house hunting this week, which was fun for me. Uh, dope. Like, I think there's something about you choosing to cultivate a space for yourself and moving with that. Like, just want you picking somewhere based off of the things you enjoy you know you're gonna thrive in so that was a big step for me just figuring all that out work-wise nah, same old same old i love the heat during the day but at night yeah it's been getting a bit uh, complicated yeah. yeah especially when there's mosquitoes involved mm. whole different ball game yeah <laughs> okay cool so episode seven is about that emotion that makes you feel like butterflies in your stomach that giddy feeling you get when you like you're sitting next to the person that you like, the excitement you get when you're around them. That was one of me I looked at it. So I can yeah. guess you know where we're going with this whole episode. Episode seven is about love. Yes. And being, I guess, the last episode of the series. I am super excited to talk about this. I feel like I love love. God is love. You know what I mean? So yeah. So this episode is about love. And I guess you can take us off with the definition. Okay, so the definition I went with is love is a set of emotions and behaviors characterized by intimacy, passion, and commitment. It involves care, closeness, protectiveness, attraction, affection, and trust. Love can vary in intensity and can change over time. Well, I like that. Right? Um, And then love is made up of three elements, according to Zick Rubin, who's a psychologist. Attachment, caring, and intimacy. Okay. So I, looking at this, I tried to take the philosophical approach in terms of like defining what love is. Mm-hmm. I like what, how you've put it. So one way they looked at it was love is a moral opposite tendency to selfishness. Mm. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I do. Plato is quoted as saying, any general aspiration towards the good things and to happiness, that's love. I liked that. Uh, there's this guy called 
Der, der Con. Der Con, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love is a passion that can arise in us without in any way we could see if the object that causes it is good or bad. Love is blind, that's what I thought. Mm. Spinoza, love is nothing but a joy accompanied by an external cause. Schopenhauer, I'm assuming this guy is either Scandinavian from Germany because he's like definition. Mm-hmm. Love is a trap for men to perpetuate what? the species. It's right? a trap for men to perpetuate the, the species. species. I didn't agree with that one, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you can, before we get like to the associations, we can do a bit of like literature in terms of what you found out about love as you're trying to like put together your thoughts for this. Yeah. So I went through love in what we learned it as in high school. Okay. I went to a Catholic all-girls high school. Yeah. CRE was not an elective. Mandatory. You had to do it. doesn't matter even if you were Muslim. You did CRE. There was no IRE? No. I guess why IRE and it's a Christian or Catholic. A so Catholic okay, school. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So I went with the types of love as are in the Bible. Interesting. Which is what we learned in high yeah. school. So there's Eros, which is erotic, passionate love. So like lust? No. It's a different erotic, okay. passionate love. Okay. I think of it in terms of love with your partner. Philia. Philia as in PH. Mm-hmm. Love of friends and equals. Okay. Storge. Love of parents for children. Hmm. Which in the Bible is considered the most natural form of love. And then agape, which is love for mankind. And it's modeled on the love of the Christian God for us humans and the love for humans to God. Okay. So those are the types of love according to the Bible. Yeah. So which ones do you gravitate? Or do you feel like you experience all of them but in just... Yeah, I feel like I experienced all of them. I found it interesting that there was a whole other different list for types of love in psychology. I didn't really get into it, Mm. but I resonated with this because I was like, this is like a major KCSE question. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. So I went for more. Are you done? Yes, I'm done. Okay. So I went for more, knowing me, it's, I tried to look at romantic love and how does that, the neuroscience behind all of that. Okay. Romantic love is headed by three neuromodulators i've really been enjoying all these neuroscience things loving it so you have dopamine oxytocin and vasopressin and why you end up finding that our brains are wired to get or to enjoy love is dopamine is a primary pleasure neurotransmitter yeah so as long as it's being fed from love if it's thoughts about love and whatever it's like a hit exactly and they did a study so they took maybe between 18 to 25 people who said, oh yeah, I'm so in love in my relationship. Mm-hmm. And every time they were shown a face of their loved one, the neurotransmitter responsible for recognizing pleasure and like reward shot up. So literally, seeing your loved one has your an brain. impact on your brain or people. So I took it as, yes, I might have shown someone a picture of someone they love of their loved one, but I think it applies to a lot of the things that you draw genuine love from. Yeah. So if it's spending time with your family and you love doing that, I'm sure if you like to scan your brain, it's going to show. You're actually the one who taught me because in my mind, after we did the last episode and we were talking about, and you were talking about um, neurotransmitters. Yeah. Because previously, I believed dopamine, serotonin, all of those to be hormones. Mm. So you're the one who actually taught me that it's a neurotransmitter, not a hormone. I have an interesting thing for you when it comes to serotonin and love. Okay. 
And then now we move to oxytocin and vasopressin. These Why does are vasopressin sound familiar? I, you know me in the bio, oh, I'm finding about yeah. it now okay. and I was doing my research. So these are related to attachment and bonding. Okay? Okay. So they did a study about vasopressin. So they took these, they're kind of like moles, like small rats. So there's a branch of them that are monogamous. So they stay with their partner for life. Okay. Another branch of the same, a different breed of the same animal is just, it's, it's out here. It's, it's for the streets. Mm-hmm. The one that's more bonded towards a singular partner has a bit more vasopressin in their brain. Okay. And the other one that's for the streets has less of it. Okay. Cool? That for me, I loved I remember it because I actually had to go because I was like vasopressin. Yeah. So I think when we were learning about how your body regulates itself, mm-hmm. vasopressin is has a part to play in that. So like your blood pressure, homeostasis, mm. or sodium regulation. Okay. It's interesting to see that you have more of that if you're, let's say, monogamous, right? Yeah. Okay. When you choose like to be in love with one person. Yeah. And then another one is, have you ever wondered why you feel safe and happy when you're like with around or you're being held by your loved one comes back to your brain your key areas for activation so when you're with your loved one these areas decrease okay which is your amygdala your frontal cortex paratial cortex middle temporal cortex your amygdala controls your fear and anger so when the functions have decreased it means you're feeling safe you're feeling irate like with this person that you're in love with i find it so cool so I guess the same way, if you love like waterfalls, hiking, and then you go mm. for these adventures, it means your brain has decreased your amygdala in terms of how it's responding. And that's how you feel safe, you feel free. You feel like you're living your best life. You feel like you're high, but you're not really, it's just your brain. Your brain likes it. And then the last, okay, not last thing, I have a bit more. So why do you think they say love is blind? Because your frontal cortex, which is there for your functioning for judgment and logic when you're in love that function in your brain decreases so you end up suppression in judgment or relaxation of the judgmental criteria by which you judge other people Mm. so all those red flags we talk about that's how you end up missing them is because your brain is literally not seeing any of these things which i found so interesting when you say love is blind i used to be like oh no it's such a Oh, we're so dumb for being in love and missing all those cues, but literally your brain is not it's registering like that, yeah. anything. Yeah, so I found that really interesting. interesting and just how love works. My approach was mostly focusing on like love between partners, um, but I think there's a bigger approach. So when I looked at the heart chakra, one, it's a feminine chakra. So this one means it's receiving. I don't know if you guys are familiar about chakras, but we might get into that later season. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. <laughs> so that's when it opened up my perspective in terms of universal love and there's self-love. Yeah? And I think when you're trying to adjust, and if chakras in terms of the alignment, your heart chakra is the fourth one. Mm-hmm. It's usually considered the medium between your higher ones. So from your crown to your third eye to your throat. And then mm-hmm. from your basic ones, which are your root, solar plexus, and sacral not in that order i've confused the order but those are the basic ones so i find it's like a link between your higher ways of experiencing the world and the lower ways of experiencing it my research brought a fundamental things when it comes to understanding your heart chakra so a couple of questions like am i okay with being loved do i regularly give my love to others 
Am I generous with my time and talent and do I give them without expecting something in return? Do I feel grateful for my life or do I live in resentment? If you ask yourself those type of questions, you can end up diagnosing where your heart chakra is. Because mm. end of the day, a blockage in any of these chakras manifest in your behaviors and how you move and your end of the day, your perception about the world. So I feel like a blocked heart chakra makes you feel close and isolated, distant from nature and from the cosmos. You actually end up having cold hands. Mud. A healthy heart chakra allows you to send love and receive it easily. Okay. You feel empathy, love, concern. And you feel like a bit more relatable when it comes to other people's experiences. There's also an overactive heart chakra. Mm. Which means you're starving yourself of energy. So you're giving too much and keeping nothing for yourself. I loved the understanding of my chakra. I feel like it's a nice way for me to balance out even my understanding of what love is. There's love for myself. But also there's love for other people and the people or other the environment around me. Thanks like for coming that. to my TED Talk. Good I've been job. Eugenia Shaga. I'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess from there we can move on to the associations. I love this part about understanding like the emotions and everything. Yeah, me too. So let's start. A situation that reminds you or makes you think of love. Which one do you want me to start with? The color. Oh yeah? We've always started, we've never started with the color. We've always started with the color. No. Okay, situation. <laughs> um, <laughs> long hugs. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, it's calling your loved one and they tell you, oh my God, I was thinking about thinking you, I was about, about to you. call you. That for me, I'm always just like, yeah, but song. So I had two. Mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran, Give Me Love. I don't know if you ever heard it. I'm not going to cap. I've never actually listened to like Ed Sheeran like that. I, I respect him. I know he's amazing, but I've never actually taken the time. Yeah. So yeah. that was one. This other one, I don't actually know the name of the song, but it's from The Parent Trap. And it's like, L is for the way you look at me. You know that one? No. So they spell each of them. V, uh-huh. E. Yeah. Love was made for me and you. That's okay. like the end of the like chorus. That's dope. I should have found the name. Yeah, it's okay. But I think now we'll go. Have you watched The Pine Trap? No. I remember when I went through the list of like Disney movies. Oh my God. It it's was one there. of the best. There's that time when Lindsay Lohan was really in her bag. Uh, and I feel like Parent Trap is where it started. Because yeah. for her to have done Parent Trap... You remember those Parent Trap, like, there's an old, old version of Parent Trap. Well, I guess this one is Lindsay Lohan who played twins. Yeah, but there's an old, old school I one. I haven't seen that old school one. No, I haven't seen but I think it was based... It was a spin-off of that one. Yeah. Okay, cool. I guess, you know when you used to close school, maybe, like, for Easter or, like, Christmas, and they'd show these movies on TV? Yeah. Maybe I might have caught it, but... Growing in a house full of boys, I don't think I was being allowed to watch. If anything, just focus. Yeah, I was like, yeah. when you said you haven't watched Mulan, I'm like... So the song for me was Wizkid, True Love. Mm. It's a bit recent, but I feel like every time I listen to it, it touches home. Okay. J. Cole, Love Yours. Staple. Me and that song, I hear it. Even sometimes I feel like I can tear, but I don't, but it touches and I think anything by Janeiko, I don't care what the song is about. I just feel like she exudes love from her approach to her music and the way she presents herself. Like you know what I mean? You listen to her. Carries, I feel like, yeah, yeah, she just carries that love. Yeah. yeah. What are you, you look so concerned and I'm confused so. because I'm like, so I'm seeing mixed things mm. that the song might be Frank Sinatra, the one I'm seeing. Okay. Or it might be Nat King Cole. I think Nat King called the black guy, yeah? Yeah. So, so I picked the black guy. Yeah, same. That's the original one. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's the song. Okay, Love cool. Love by Nat King Cole. Okay. I guess we move to movie or TV show. So I had a couple of movies I didn't get put down a TV show. Okay. The Spectacular Now. Oh I yeah. thought that was a good representation of teenage love. Mm-hmm. It was Shailene Woodley and what's his name? Anyway, Spectacular Now, if you haven't I know seen him, it. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Okay. Family Love, I put Little Women. It's um, Florence Parr from the movie where they go to the festival and there's like, they're in the Swedish place and there's the flowers and they do the dance. The weird one, A24. Something summer, midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. Florence Pugh, um, Hermione from Harry Potter. Like it's a phenomenal okay, cast. Okay. And it re- it shows these four sisters as they're transitioning to different phases. One of them gets sick. One of them is getting married, and just shows like that family dynamic. What brings them together? Yeah. Really, really good. Okay. Um, friendship, love. I put the perks of being a wallflower, because I was like I love that, that movie. really showed like how. Going to a new school and then oh meeting God, people who movie? accept you. Yeah. Such a good movie. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Love in Unexpected Places or Spaces. I put Silver Linings Playbook. Okay. Have I you watched, watched it? it? What? No. So it's Jennifer Lawrence and I think Bradley Cooper, if I'm not wrong. Yeah? Okay. And then um, they're in a mental institution because one of them is mentally ill and it shows the story of how like, they kind of come together he ended up killing his wife's lover oh. they meet her but it's really like it's okay. so good no definitely i'll yeah. definitely watch it and then finally um i put love but your family doesn't accept it like romantic love but your family doesn't ah, accept okay. it. um crazy rich asians hmm. have you watched it no what out of your whole list i think maybe perks of being a wallflower spectacular now yeah and spectacular now and you're the yeah. one who made me watch even those other two you get yeah. so <laughs> i like okay cool but I have not been disappointed by Spectacular Now or The Perks, so I guess I'll enjoy even these other ones. Yeah, I'd Crazy no Rich doubt. Asians is like the most iconic wedding scene of all time. Okay. So she's like dating this guy and he she doesn't know he's like a millionaire. Like, mm-hmm. really good movie. Okay. So those are the ones I went with you. Wow. I picked one. Good the job. Theory of Everything. I've not watched it. Oh my God. But I know the story of yeah, it. Yeah, so based off Steve Hawkett and the fact that... um he met with the wife in uni when he was trying to like to i don't want to say a dissertation about time but he was trying to research about time and in that moment he found out that he has this motor neutron disease Mm -hmm. meaning he doesn't have time but he's doing research on time and the fact that she stood by him even as we're doing the research and everything i I feel like that for me was like love in terms of tv show this came off inspiration today in the morning was human resources have you seen it's a spin-off of Big Mouth on Netflix? I haven't watched it. It's, I really like it. So season one, episode four, there's these love bugs and how they interact in forced decisions. So there's this one episode where it's a kid in high school. She's trying to decide between her girlfriend and the uni she's supposed to go to. I think she was accepted into Berkeley. And now the lovebugs and one of the hormone monsters, which is about just like focusing. Oh, it's literally achieving. like Big Mouth. Big Mouth, but That's now you so can dope. imagine it's a bigger. So the focus has shifted to the hormone monsters now, That's and the so people, they call them their clients. Mm. So you can imagine Big Mouth was solely focused on the kids. Yeah. This one now it's expanded like behind to behind the scenes. Yeah, it's now the That's hormone dope. monsters and the interactions behind everything. I know that. Loved it. Mm-hmm. So those um, lovebugs love kind of like remind me yeah, of just love and how love can make you make certain choices and how it impacts influences every decision that you make color 
So I wanted to say red, but not the angry red. Mm, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Because I said red for anger, but yeah. it's, this is like a different red. Like okay. you think of... It's a bit warm. 12 stem roses type of red. Okay. Yeah. I went for blue. Interesting. Because blue is my favorite color. And I feel like if mm. it's favorite color, then that's just... It's love for me. End of the day. I saw a bit of other things like green, especially when it came to the chakras. What's your earliest memory of love? So I really had to think because I was like, love, like when I felt love, did I even know what the hell that was? Mm-hmm. And I think it's like my early birthdays. Okay. When everyone would be able to come to my house. Yeah. My friends can come. My aunts and my uncles are there. My cousin's friends are there. Like just that whole like communion, everyone yeah. coming together. My early birthdays. Because I feel like that's something that even when I look at those albums to date, it's like I feel love looking at those pictures. Okay. So, yeah. so I had two. Mm-hmm. My first one was when I got my first dog. This is not to say that before I got my first dog, I never experienced love. But I think when I look back, it was um, this being gives me so much joy. I would do anything to make sure this dog is fine, fed, clean. So I think for me, it was my first understanding that I can actually experience and give love to something this thing can't talk back to you and tell you mm. thank you but you feel that love in return from the dog that was my first i think when i look back that was my kind of first year two was shout out derek i feel like derek has been mentioned consistently Throughout since season one season, yes i think that interaction of this is my best friend and i will do anything for this guy and I can't speak for him, but he would do the same thing for me. So I feel like being able to share that, especially growing up in a house that has so much toxic, uh, not to say it was always like that, but just not to have that room to be able to express how you feel about someone. Mm. So f- to be able to feel like, and yeah, I actually love Derek and I can do, and it's not being taken as, oh, you gay. No, it's, I love you and I would do anything for you, my guy. What brings you that emotion? Mm, I feel loved when... I'm understood and accepted. Okay. Even for things that you, that I was scared or felt like you're not supposed to share that or you're not supposed to. So when when you share that and you break that barrier of, oh my God, do I really want to say this? And you say it. Yeah. And then it's understood. Not only understood, but also accepted. Yeah. That's, that's when I feel love. Okay. When I'm supported without like explicitly having to ask. Mm. Like when I don't have to remind you or like nudge you to it when it's like you're genuinely checking in and want to be a part of like the journey yeah that makes me feel supported and loved like that's like yeah you're going out of your way it's kind of like what we were saying in the last episode with how like our parents would have make sure we found our way to school and our way home mm. like they go out of their way to just make sure everything is okay for you yeah so that type I'm of thing i'm trying to wonder sorry is it like does it border on like an act of service yes in a sense not even really i feel uh, like it goes beyond service to just even the the thought to even okay, just check in okay, okay. and even just ask without me having to always bring it up it's mm. like you genuinely are inquiring and you really want to know what's happening and what yeah. you can do so okay um i think for me is being able to prioritize my self-care okay which is something and again it's things i've been learning as i move being able to just take like a Sunday to myself or make certain decisions, get like a skincare routine, you know, being able to do certain things for myself that 
I've always put other people first. So being able to take a step back and actually put myself first. Yeah. It brings me that emotion like if I wake up and look at myself I'm like, yeah. Good job, Shaga. Good job. So yeah. That, that brings me that emotion. Yeah. Oh, you had the two. Yeah, I only had the two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you? <laughs> I was going to add um being able to experience new things with someone you care about. I guess we can roll forward to how often do you experience it? I want to say daily. Bro, I also said every single day without fail. Yeah. Every single day. Hasn't always like been it, like that. But currently, but yes. But currently and this I can even stretch it to maybe the past 2 years is I can wake up eh, not years I'm capping. Maybe <laughs> one year. <laughs> one year guaranteed. A year and a half. Mm. When the pandemic started, there was, was a point a maybe mess. for a couple of like 5 6 months where I knew like it was just wading through the water exactly like so i think i've learned how to draw it from generate it within yeah same and it's we'll get to why i said generate it within but yeah like i feel like if you love yourself it's a daily experience you get to have i feel like maybe i grew up not knowing much about how prioritizing yourself and taking care of yourself and loving yourself is such a fundamental part of even how things manifest in your life and what you get to draw into your life. Yes. I wish I knew that earlier, but again, timing is everything. I feel like I learned about it when later on. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about the emotion? I think it love is beautiful. I think it makes your days brighter. It mm. makes life more hopeful. It adds like a little sauce to life. Yeah. So I think love is beautiful. Okay. I put I love love, I am love. I be love, I see love, I hear love. I love love. Yeah. So I genuinely want to share it, receive it, understand it more, learn more about it. Yeah. I also think intimate love takes effort over time. It's fine wine. I think there's a misconception of romantic love is meant to be easy. You know how we have like the honeymoon phase yeah. ideology? I think, I'm not saying relationships are supposed to be hard. Romantic relationships is what I'm talking about. But I don't mean that they're supposed to be hard. I mean that they take intention and effort. Um, for example, it could just be the level of communication that you're having. Do There's a certain level okay. of communication you need to maintain in a relationship for it to remain healthy over time. Okay. And you see, that takes effort. Yeah. I think you can get comfortable in a relationship and that can weaken the relationship over True. time. Yeah. So I think romantic love takes effort over time. I agree with that a thousand percent. And I think I want to add, or maybe ask you, based off of that, do you think like maybe you learned that as you matured? Maybe 18-year-old you would not understand the concept of that or even appreciate... 100%. The more that, like, I think this year, I just realized, even the way my brain works, yeah. like, you can really tell, because I know for women, for men, I think it's 27, when your brain is fully developed, for women, it's 25. Me, that's kind of, I never believe any of those things, but yeah. It's true. The same way you if were you telling guys me, your nephew, now, rolling my eyes, huh? your nephew, his female friends are a bit different compared to his male friends. The way they no, what you're know. saying is true. Yeah. It's true. It's just my ego that says no. So yeah. anyway, ever since I was 25, I can really tell how my brain works is different. So for sure, I had no idea that yeah. this thing that he takes effort, you have to communicate mm -hmm. like this and you have yeah. to do that. I want to ask you a question. Do you think love can fade? 
No. No? You've never loved someone and had it fade? Um, so this is from... Again, if you were to ask 18-year-old me that question, he definitely would have said, yes, it fades because blah, 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 blah. And that's based off of a very egocentric approach towards it. It's because I don't have this person and we're not together, so that's gone. Older I've gotten, I've gotten to understand that love will never really fade. I think it just varies in terms of the effort now that's being put into maintaining that bond. And because you'll always love this person. And end of the day, you strip down everything. We're both souls that are looking for love in this world. Yeah. So to be able just to know, okay, fine, I love you, but loving you does not mean we're talking every day. I am, we hang out every day. It just means that I honor your presence as a human being. And I love the fact that you are on this journey together with me on this planet. And let's just move then. I feel like love also allows you to let people be who they want to be. Mm, something else I think about love is it requires vulnerability. And if it doesn't require vulnerability, it strengthens. Mm. Like vulnerability strengthens love. I think in any relationships where you've had vulnerable discussions, moments, really opened up, the love is a bit stronger because of that. Yeah. To add on to that, there's something uh, when I was reading about the heart chakra and everything. You talked about moments in your life when your understanding and your concept and this ideology you've always had about yourself has been crumbled to the point where your ego is non-existent. Mm-hmm. A mantra which I've just I need to put back back in my notebook is ego death. Being able to remove your um, ego from the whole equation allows you to kind of like flow through life and also conversations and the people who are in your life love is is able to flow a bit like easily there's not so much manipulation there's not so much um selfish interest in getting something it just offers a perfect space and i look at kids in the innocence they have in terms of playing together and just being about their lives that's how i look at love i think it's purest form is when you're able to let your ego take a back seat. And that's the vulnerability now you're talking about, is you're open to whatever comes with me experiencing, I am in love now. Whatever comes with this thing, I will take it because I understand what is love. And what's saying now you ignore and becoming toxic, like, you mm-hmm. know, environments, but it's also have the awareness to know, okay, fine, this thing is not serving me. But the purest form of love, I feel like you would not have words like red flags or it's toxic because you're all operating for my place where egos are not involved and the vulnerability you're talking about serves as like a a glue that's breaking you guys together and you're able to talk about and share and experience so yeah i agree what you said it just took me down this path and i'm like yeah it's what you're saying is really true i agree with that Mm -hmm. Mm. but i feel like certain things in this world can be avoided for example uh kitanji brown the supreme court justice yeah, she's got appointed, yeah, by the president. Everything that's happening around her, you can tell that out of genuine love, people of color loving the fact they love one They're another. Supporting her. You get everything so that's happening to her is either coming out of love or fear. Exactly. Whichever side it's either one of those two things. The people who are was it interviewing? How do you phrase it? It's like, like, it's like a questioning, a hearing. Yeah, the like people who are doing her. their hearing. Yeah. I think it's a white man fearing exactly. why would we have a black woman, woman. in this position. Mm-hmm. 
that's where they were coming from her husband her kids how they were sitting like how her daughter was looking at her love like you could just you see know the what support I mean. yeah yeah love. so i feel like some things in this world would be so avoidable if we put love at the center of every decision and everything that we're doing okay cool so we can move to how do you create that space for yourself when it comes to love and others as needed so when i thought about it i think this is really tied to love languages so the love languages are physical touch, touch quality, time, quality time words of affirmation gifts gifts and acts of service so for myself i realized acts of service is one that cuts across for myself for others everyone so doing things for myself getting being able to do like a nice wash day routine a nice yeah. mask cooking for myself but also cooking for, for others. others okay so i feel like it's like it's a, it just depends on what your love languages are and which ones you like to give and which ones you like to receive that's how i looked at it that's true I literally put being myself. Mm. I n- and I owe it all to my upbringing in terms of how I've seen like love being expressed and how I've received love previously and I'm drawing from all the positive experiences. The negatives have shaped me to be who I am right now. Yeah. But I feel like the positive ones kind of reinforced being my authentic self that is unfiltered uh no doubting what they're saying or doing and who they are yeah that's how i looked at it that's how i hold i create that space for myself is just let me be myself the more i love who i am the more that can be spread to someone to else people. yeah about other people i feel like love is a tricky it's a tricky one because again it comes down to the love languages so that means you're you're talking about the effort the time the mm. consistency for even your plan what your brothers like your siblings your parents like it's such a big spectrum it really depends on each and everyone yeah so i feel like what you're saying is true it's just the effort and the time and the commitment consistency you put into learning these people and i think that's something i need to do because when i was looking at it and i was like my top three love languages are acts of service quality time and words of affirmation those are the love languages i also give i will mm. cook for people i love i will clean for you I will do things for you I will write you letters words of affirmation yeah. I will just want to hang out with you but I don't know if that's really what they want so exactly. I think it's so something it's I yeah. need to <laughs> work on because I might be here thinking hanging out with you means mm. something to you you don't care you want some gifts you know so it goes back to that episode we did about love languages yeah and it's something we agreed on was you need to learn the yes. other person's love language based on this discussion what word do you associate with love I went to the acceptance. Nice. Why? Right. That's what love feels like to me, acceptance. Okay. I think in the relationships that mean the most to me or where I feel I draw love from the most, it's the relationships where they know the most about me. I'm able to be me. I don't have to really overthink or overpresent or mm. I can just be and that's accepted. That's what love feels like to me. That's so. dope. I like it. So I was torn between two words. Um, warmth. I feel like love in my head is just this thing that's glowing and radiating. So it's warm. Mm. And then a magnet. I feel like with love, you end up attracting all the best things in this life. Be it from experiences to people, environments. So I feel like, yeah, it's warmth and a magnet. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to finish with a with quote. With a quote? <laughs> mm-hmm. And this one is from Rumi. Oh, I love Rumi. Yeah. So, your task is not to seek for love. 
but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Okay. And that's it. Thank you. Yeah, this so has that's been it for the season, guys. Yeah. We've covered all the emotions. All the emotions. Okay, not all. We've covered seven emotions. Emotions we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, and we had interest in. Did you have any particular one that you enjoyed the most? This one I was really. Eh. Good job. This one I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. I loved gratitude. I love gratitude. I loved pain. I liked passion. Yeah. I liked all of them. I felt like it was a good. It every was a good episode season. left me with a bit of. Oh yeah, this is. I knew where and didn't know I was looking at this whole thing. Yeah, so in case you're listening to this episode first, for season four, we did emotions. We've done seven emotions. Joy, grief, passion, anger, pain, gratitude, and now love, in that order. And it's we've had so much fun really doing it. it. It's been such a good experience, and it's actually <laughs> motivated us to come up with a theme for the next season, which is coming up soon. Yeah, I think... We're not going to tell them now what it's yeah. going to be about. But no. yeah, maybe we'll take a break for... Yeah, next week there will not be a new podcast episode. We're just taking one week off and then we will be right back. Back to it. Um. So yeah, one thing I wanted to say... <laughs> one thing I did want to say is... Please, 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 guys, if you're listening, please review the show if you're listening. Leave us four stars. Please rate us. Please share if you really enjoy it. Because we're trying to get to reach more people. And that's the only way we can do it. It's an algorithm at the end of the day. Yeah. If you like it, if you share it, if you, it gets to reach more people. And I think the intention of the show is a safe space. So it's a community. let's spread this energy. Let's spread this love for the episode. And also a big thank you to anyone who's been rocking with us from the yeah. first episode, from the first we season. We see the plays. And I think we need to be able to do like a shout out episode. I don't know what we're going to do, but... I want to say a big thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It's thank you so much for supporting us all the way through. And we're looking forward to having more deeper, more open conversations. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been season four, four. of the Seven Sense Podcast with me, Ednanji. And Eugenia Shaga. Bye. Bye.